Thank you so much for joining us today at the Sanctuary Church. I'm believing that God's going to speak life into our circumstances today, that we can trust in God's power and God's presence to be with us in all that we are experiencing. So why don't we open our hearts to receive all that the Lord has and allow His Word to saturate our hearts. Amen. As I was thinking about today's sermon, you know, I'd like to open up with the illustration. And as I was thinking about this, you know, there's a difference between something genuine versus something that is counterfeit. When bank tellers are trained, for instance, to recognize counterfeit money, they're simply given genuine money and told to familiarize themselves with it. That way, when a counterfeit bill shows up, they're pretty quick to recognize it. You know, the same is true with the voice of the Lord, hearing God's voice for ourselves. And so how can we be sure that it's God's voice that we're hearing? Well, we do so by familiarizing ourselves with what he has already said in his word, in the Holy Bible, in the word of God. And by doing so, that is when we can begin that process of understanding and recognizing his voice. If God is going to speak to us today, whether audibly or inaudibly, he's only going to say things that are in agreement with the word of God, with his word. Because you see, I believe that God is searching for an opening into our life. He's looking to have an audience with you and me today. He has a purpose for us and he wants to help us find our purpose in him. God is always speaking, right? I mean, he is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? I believe we need to have the opportunity to open our hearts, our ears to hear what the Lord is trying to share with us and, and certainly to obey his voice. And so that's really what this sermon series is all about. It's all about faith over Fear. It's about hearing God's voice and then walking in faith even when we are afraid. <laughs> Quite frankly, especially when we're afraid. It's in this series we're studying the lives of people known as the heroes of faith. And this is found in Hebrews chapter 11. And so far, we have talked about Abraham. We've talked about Rahab, how Father Abraham obeyed and pursued God's call, how Rahab's faith in action brought her all the way into the lineage of Jesus. But for both of them, their journey was certainly not a perfect path. They stumbled all along the way, but God's grace made a way for each of them. And so today's message, it's really not that different. Moses certainly made more than his share of bad choices. He ends up from the palace to the backside of a desert tending sheep. But God saw something in Moses and called him to lead his people out of captivity. And of course, by doing so, this was something that landed him in the heroes of faith. And so today we turn our attention to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23. Verse 23 reads like this, by faith Moses when he was born 
was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, rather choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Amen. And so for a few moments today, we're going to speak about faith over fear. When God calls your name, when God calls your name. At the time of Moses' birth, it was a dark, terrible time when Hebrew children were, in fact, being killed. His parents, Moses' parents, risked their own lives walking in faith to save Moses from Pharaoh's decree. Moses was raised in Pharaoh's palace with the best of everything, but he never forgot the God of his people. And though he had mistakes through all those mistakes, Moses never forgot who he was. I'll fast forward to a moment in time that changed the destiny of the people of Israel. And it all began with a pretty remarkable way of capturing the attention of Moses. And so we turn our attention to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it reads this way. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert. He came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And so he looked, and behold, a bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Not draw near this place, take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptians. I'm guessing that the day probably started like any other ordinary day. This leather-skinned shepherd expected nothing out of the ordinary, right? He's been tending sheep for around 40 years. His life had become all too predictable. He knew all the grazing places and had the exact location of every water hole, many miles, for many miles. It was all etched in his mind. He had run as far away from the action in Egypt as he could. And quite frankly, he probably liked it that way. 
You see, Moses was born with a mantle of leadership upon him, whether he liked it or not. But God knew exactly where to find Moses. And he already had an answer for every excuse that Moses offered. The burning bush was a once-in-a-lifetime event that would totally transform his life. But this encounter didn't change Moses' life only. This crucial turning point in the history of the nation of Israel. It was on this day that God raised up Moses to be Israel's deliverer. I can assure you this. Moses didn't feel like a deliverer, right? I'm sure that if we were to be honest with ourselves, he was probably a little fearful. Quite frankly, a really, maybe even a little reluctant at this moment. A hero of faith? Well, Moses didn't feel that. But you see, God saw something in Moses and raised him up for greatness, just like he desires to do so for you and for me. God sees something on the inside of us today, and he desires to raise us up for a grand purpose to fulfill his grand will in the world around us. So how did Moses go from a stuttering shepherd to the deliverer of Israel? It started with a genuine encounter with God. You see, when God calls you, God will do whatever it takes to get your attention. God's going to do whatever it takes to get our attention here today. A burning bush? Well, that's pretty spectacular, right? It wasn't consumed by the flame, and the voice of God came from it. I'm guessing the burning bush was all about the fact that Moses would need an encounter that he could not deny. And you see, God still uses the extraordinary to capture the attention of men and women today. Sometimes with supernatural occurrences, sometimes it's divine intervention. Sometimes it's his spirit that we feel when we pray. Other times it's through the words of scripture speaking to us today. Do you know what really captured Moses' attention? You know what really caused Moses to stand up and take notice? It's when God called Moses, he called him by his name. When God was reaching out to Moses, he called him by his name. More profound Life-changing words were never spoken to this man. The sound of God coming to Moses personally, speaking to him personally, lovingly, the sound of a God who does care about each and every one of his children today. He cares enough to know us by our name, and he's willing and able to call us by our name as well. It's human nature. We respond more willingly and more openly when we are called by name. I mean, advertisers know it. Salespeople know it. Even a CD with VeggieTales songs, that too can be personalized to stick somebody's name in the middle of a song. And God too, he calls his children by name, not as a gimmick to get our attention. No, nothing like that. But because that's the kind of personal God we serve today. 
that is our Abba, Father, today. When God speaks our name, you'll know beyond a doubt that God has seized our attention because God desires to guide us just as he spoke to Moses on that day. He speaks to us today through his word, through the prompting of the Holy Spirit. When we read a passage of scripture that's directed straight at our current life situation, God has called your name. When the Holy Spirit leads us to choose a step or a path today, God is showing us that he knows exactly where we are. God loves you enough to call you by your name and will do whatever it takes to get your attention. Amen. Let's keep reading. Verse 10 through 14 shares. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Once he had the attention of Moses, God gave him a specific assignment. Yes, this Moses, the reluctant leader, the one who lacked self-confidence, this guy is the one that God chose to deliver his people from captivity in Egypt. God had a special purpose for Moses, something he was calling him to accomplish, something he would equip Moses to do. And I'm here to tell you today that God has a specific assignment for you as well. God has a specific assignment for you as well. If you're going to really serve God today, I mean really serve him, you're going to need to learn the lay of the land. You're going to need to know what's really going on. You see, we get to partner with God. He's the boss, right? We seek to accomplish his will. God's not our co-pilot, but rather he better be in our driver's seat, driving our life, guiding our life today. I believe that we just need to be thankful that we get to ride shotgun with the Lord. When God comes to Moses, he didn't consult with him first. What would you prefer to do, Moses? No, nothing like that. How do you think we should bring freedom to Israel? Do you think, Moses, you're up to the task? No, God didn't do any of that. He simply came with a plan. God is the one that set the assignment, a plan that scared Moses to death, but a plan that saw the potential in Moses that he would never see for himself. You know what? The number one reason why many Christians don't hear God speaking to them? Well, it's because they've already decided what assignments they will take and the assignments they're not going to take. So there's no need for God to reach out to them. God will perform his will here on earth and he will do so through partnering with 
people. God revealed himself to Moses because he planned to reveal himself through Moses. He revealed himself to Moses because he was planning to reveal himself through Moses. He has a plan for you and me today. He is simply looking for a willing vessel. Someone who will trust God to do the work when they don't feel qualified. Someone who will humbly accept God's assignment. When we accept that assignment, I believe without a doubt, according to this passage, it demonstrates that God will equip you. When we do our part, God will do what we cannot do. God promised Moses that his presence would go before him. Exodus 3 and 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Moses' authority came from God's presence because he is obedient to God's call. Divine authority is inseparably linked with divine presence. Authority, divine authority is linked to divine presence. Moses was more equipped because he was surrendered and submitted to God. And it's the same for us today. When we obey, when we follow, that's when the miracle can occur. The miraculous can occur. God wants to make himself real to the world around us. He wants to do that through you and do that through me. Just like with Moses, God will reveal himself to us because he wants to reveal himself through us today. I believe, man, without a doubt, we ought to praise God right now because God does have a plan for your life. God has a plan for your future and his spirit will make it a reality. His spirit will give you faith over fear today. Let's be honest. It's all too easy for fears to drown out the voice of God, right? all too easy for that to occur, for fear to overshadow his promises in our head. Moses was human, and so he had fears just like you and just like me. And God, God was big enough to conquer over Moses' fear. He was big enough to handle the fears that Moses had. Exodus 3 and 13 when Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say, what is his name? What shall I tell them? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God knew Moses was afraid even before he called him. God knows your fears today, and he's already made a plan for them. The great I am is greater than your fears. Amen. Praise God. The great I am is greater than your fears today. Moses, he had a whole bunch of anxiety, but God had an answer for each and every one of Moses' worries. Moses asks in verse 13, 
What if they ask, who sent me? God responds by telling Moses his name. I am that I am. God was telling Moses that he was everything that Moses would ever need. He was everything that all humanity would ever need. Moses then lists several other reasons why God must have the wrong guy. God, you've missed out. You forgot. I think you've got to pick somebody else. Moses knows who God is, but he's still not too sure who he is yet. So he tells God, who am I that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And he was absolutely correct. But Moses would not be alone. For God responded that I will be with you. Can you relate to Moses here in this passage, in this story today, in this biblical account of, of this wonderful and amazing opportunity to see God's will fulfilled? Is there anything in your life you believe that God is calling you to do? And you know that in your own ability, your own strength, there's no way in which you can accomplish it. Or perhaps today you feel alone. I mean, really alone. Like no one in the world can understand the hurts that you've experienced. Like this season has simply been too much. Well, I can relate to you on that one. But guess what? We serve together. We serve the great I am of the word of God. And therefore, we are never alone. The Bible declares that he is as close as the mention of his name. And so as we declare God's glory and say, Jesus, I need you in my life. He is able to hear and able to respond to us and allow his spirits to help us and strengthen us, giving us the peace that we need today. Amen. Every single one of Moses' complaints or worries can be boiled down to a single concern. That is this. What in the world can God possibly do through me? And isn't there any one of us today that wonder the same thing? God has already made a way even when we have these problems that we are facing. We're not sure what to do. Whatever problems we're facing today, God will be with us. He is the great I am and he will give us faith over fear. Here's the thing about feeling inadequate about God's call. It shows that our focus is actually in the wrong place. When we tell God we can't accomplish what he's called us to do, that actually can be a little arrogant. It seems that you think that his calling is based on your ability and not his. Think about that for a moment. We make this about us and we don't make it about him. If God calls you, God will equip you today. When God calls you, God will equip you today. The Bible is full of examples that demonstrate this. In fact, it seems like God enjoys stretching people beyond their talents and beyond their abilities because that's the moment that he's the one that receives the glory. See, God won't burden us with more than we cannot bear today. So he's not going to 
call us to something that we can't accomplish without his power, without his strength today. If we could do it in our own ability, it would be human strength. But thankfully, oftentimes God leads us and calls us to do things that are beyond our ability, beyond our rationale. But through God's spirit, through God's word, through his work in us, we can accomplish great things for him and for his kingdom. God calms our fears by reminding us all that he will equip us for a task, for the task. God can do mighty things through you and through me today. We've been given authority by God to do something today. And your something will make a major difference in our world. When you take the pressure off you and put the focus on God, that's when God will do the work. Amen. And so as I bring this to a close, can you relate to Moses today? Perhaps like Moses, you are on the backside of the desert, a desolate region in your life. Moses was in the palace of the Egyptians for 40 years. Then he spent the next 40 years as a shepherd in the desert. But the last 40 years of Moses' life were spent as the leader of Israel. He went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and back again. Maybe like Moses, your life has not gone exactly as you had planned according to your plans today. You've had struggles or pains along the way. Maybe it's been a while since you felt the power of God in your life. Maybe it's been some time since you have heard the voice of God in your life. It's in these seasons that God can call our name. In uncertain times, just like the one that we are in today in our world right now, he is able to capture our attention and reveal his purpose for our lives. And God gives us faith over fear. Amen. And so as we bow our heads and close our eyes, maybe God has shown you what you need to do, but maybe you need courage to take that next step. If you step out today to do something that God has called you to do, he's going to be right there with you. Would you right now commit yourself to following after the Lord. Maybe the thing that God is calling you to do is go deeper in your faith, your faith in him today. Have you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and be Lord of your life? You see, God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit, a true book of Acts experience to occur in your life today. Perhaps you need to give your life to the Lord. And as we do so, we're going to just commit ourselves and say, God, I trust in you. I commit myself to you. I surrender God to you. Maybe you need God to show you his will for a specific situation in your life. You need clarity today. If you want God to guide you today, he is here today. And our prayer team is going to be available right now to pray with you. Can, will you join me in prayer right now as we begin to call upon the Lord and ask God to guide our steps in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this time together and all that you are doing. We pray your hand will be upon us to guide us 
and lead us and direct us. Jesus, we surrender our lives to you right now. We believe in you. We trust in you with our present and with our future. Jesus, we ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Make us your own right now. Lord, save us here today, right here and right now. Lord, we need your power to be made real in our life today. The Bible promises that when we trust in you with all our hearts, you will direct our path. Lord, give us faith over fear to step out and do what you have for us. Lord, you have everything under control. We trust in you. Equip us now, Lord. Transform us, God, from the inside out. Help us hear your voice and obey. God, give us the courage to follow after you, to walk in faith and not in fear. We surrender our lives completely to you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to spend some time in worship here right now. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to know about it because there is more for you. Amen. We desire for you to take the next step in faith today. We would be so delighted to baptize you in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I believe God wants to fill you to overflowing with the baptism of his Holy Spirit in your life. And so if you need something, would you let us know right now as we are about to enter into a time of worship today? Would you, if you need something, would you go to our website, fill out a contact card right now, that connect card on the website. Let us know that you need to be baptized. Let us know if you want us to help you pray to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is just getting started in your life and he's going to do amazing things and amazing work in your life. Can we worship him right now and celebrate all that the Lord has done and what God is doing in your life here right now? Because God is giving you and me faith over fear.